like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got an inspirational guest here today for Song of the Soul. Kevin Basil did two tours of Iraq in the Army in 2005 and 2007 and came back quiet about his experience there, conflicted as he was. But he also came back with music he had composed and recorded while in Iraq during the tedious no-work working shifts. Influenced by groups like the Grateful Dead and Black Sabbath, Kevin channeled the frustrations, misgivings, and anger into his closet recordings, sitting on those masters till he fully embraced his story and started to share it through activism, at which point he produced the Puppet Show CD. It could hardly be more appropriate that, for sound purposes, Kevin joins us today from a closet near Ithaca, New York, via Skype. Kevin, welcome back, this time for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me back, Mark. I really enjoyed my visit with you when we were talking about Standing Rock for Spirit in Action. And I do want to include some reprise of what you talked about. Warrior writers and combat paper are two things that I think people need to hear about. But we're here today to celebrate the music. Did you have music that you ever recorded before you went to Iraq, or was that the first time you started writing songs? Well, I think maybe the best place to start is way back when I was about, I'd say, five years old. I actually started playing music in church in a handbell choir when I was very young. As I said, I think I was about five years old. So I played in handbell choir, begrudgingly in all honesty, throughout my teen years until I went away to college. During that time, I also got asked to join the marching band as a percussionist. But some of my friends were in it, and I didn't have anything to lose. But much of my life has been an exercise in, I'd say, going with the flow, you know, making the most out of situations that I seem to be led to for whatever reason. And the Army was actually one of those situations. But I'll get to that in a minute. So I aspired to play guitar because another cousin made it look cool. Um, I, I have a large extended family where I grew up, so many of my cousins were very influential in my creative pursuits. But I got a Christmas catalog guitar from my parents, but it was one of those packages that had the amp and the cord and a book so that you could learn on your own. And along with friends who were also in the marching band, we started a, a jam band in the vein of Grateful Dead, Fish, Allman Brothers. And we played at parties fairs, wherever we could get a gig. 
Once we even played at an all-night youth group gathering at my church, and in hindsight, it must have looked pretty strange to the chaperones. We were playing <laughs> Pink Floyd and Radiohead and nothing like church music. They probably figured it was better that we were in the church basement on a Friday night and not off in the woods smoking pot. But we we wore baggy tie-dyed shirts and recorded all of our live shows, taking inspiration from Grateful Dead tape trading culture. Most of them ended up being so distorted and loud that they were unlistenable. This sounds like real fun. Yeah, it was. What kind of church was this? Uh, this was a Presbyterian church in western Pennsylvania, where I grew up. I guess the chaperones, at least, were forbearing, shall we say, of your music. This isn't what was calling to them, maybe, but uh, maybe they wanted you to sing some more of the choir songs or play handbells or something. It's true, yeah, but they, they were supportive of us, and that's that's really what counts. You know, they let us take our creativity where it would you know, I think we came out better for it. So were you writing songs at that period? Yeah, the band that I was in, the Garage Band, we wrote about half of our own songs, and then the other half that we performed were covers. But but all of this is to say that I had a very musical education growing up. I learned about business through our Garage Band because we had to balance an account. We put on a couple music festivals with tickets and vendors and other bands. Uh, I learned about how to make art you know, what what constitutes great art and how difficult it is to actually make great art. We certainly weren't making great art, but we aspired to toward great art. I learned about friendship. You know, I, I would even say that I got a taste of what I might call the transcendent, some kind of ecstatic flow state where boundaries seem to break down and you just feel pretty damn great. Usually that happened during improvisations where everything clicked, which is what we did a lot of. You know, we had to fill like a three-hour set at a graduation party, so we would improvise half of it, you know, and interesting things would, would come out of that. So I kept coming back to music. We're going to get to your music very shortly, Kevin, but I think essential lead-up to this is probably that post-graduation, you headed somewhere. Where did you go? Yeah, so I, I went to college at Penn State. The entire band, all four of us, three of us at least, went to Penn State. And the other member, the, the drummer, he was at a nearby university, so he would travel in and we would play gigs. But it's interesting that the name of our garage band, Fathom, came from an abandoned strip mine. A large vein of coal had been mined in the woods behind my parents' house. And at some point it had flooded during the excavation and the project was seemingly abandoned. It was estimated to be Fathom's Deep. But as a side note, I built a tiny house on wheels with my dad, essentially a small cabin on a trailer. And all of the fall and winter of 2015, I lived on the edge of that field. I got a lot of writing done there and started reworking the songs that I'm currently recording for my next record, which is called Support the Resistance. Could we go to some of your music right now and we'll continue with your life story as we go? Yes. Let's start with a song called Puppet Show off of my album of the same name. Puppet Show was started in Iraq. I was in the Army in 2007, deployed to Iraq, and I recorded an album there. I'll tell the story after uh, we listen to the track and get into the specifics of it. Okay, so we're going to listen to Kevin Basil's first song for his Song of the Soul. It's Puppet Show. Hey, now, soldier, do your best. Hey. Hold 
got a special guest here today for Song of the Soul. His name is Kevin Basil. His website, kevinbasil.com. And Basil spelled B-A-S-L. So it's K-E-V-I-N-B-A-S-L.com. There's a link on northernspiritradio.org. And Puppet Show, inspired and actually recorded while Kevin was in Iraq. You said you were going to tell us why you wanted to include Puppet Show for your Song of the Soul. What role has it got for you? I'll answer that question by taking a step back. When I moved with my band to Penn State, I started to really neglect my studies. I was a journalism major at the time, and I was really going off the rails, partying more and, and devoting a lot of time to the band, but, you know, like I said, neglecting my studies. And then our band ended up breaking up, 
and I lost my sense of purpose. George Orwell once said, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. So I've begun telling my story very frankly instead of vaguely as I used to. I, I used to say that I needed a change and college wasn't for me at the time. Many veterans of my generation will cite 9-11 as a motivation for joining, or they'll say they needed college money. Some will, will say they wanted to travel, and you know, some will cite family tradition. I won't claim that all of those things didn't have an influence on my decision, perhaps unconsciously, but what really led me to sign on the dotted line was because I got in trouble, and the district attorney offered me a deal to join the Army and get my record cleared. What happened specifically was... In a moment of adolescent irresponsibility, I walked into the wrong house drunk, thinking that I was at the right house, a house where there was supposed to be a party, uh, which was actually one block away. The homeowner called the police. I stayed on the scene to explain myself. Well, it didn't end well. They cuffed me, took me to jail. I woke up in a cell the next morning and found a stack of papers that said I had been charged with a felony criminal trespass and public intoxication. So this happened in January of 2003, and mind you, we invaded Iraq in March of that year. So I joined essentially to get out of trouble, and it wasn't a year later that I found myself in Iraq. Well, actually, it was January 2005, so a little more than a year later. So you went there to stay out of imprisonment. From this perspective, how good does that choice look? Well, it definitely has pros and cons. The pros are that... I did get, get a clean record out of it. I eventually did go back to college after joining the Army, and that was paid for on the GI Bill. I met a community of like-minded veterans who are great people, and I work with them very closely, and I wouldn't trade that community for anything. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I compromised my values, and I was part of an oppressive force in Iraq that created a lot of problems. I mean, that's that's an understatement. But, you know, I, I participated in what I feel was an illegal war, and that's something that I have to live with for the rest of my life. So that's not, that's not an easy thing. So puppet show specifically, is this about your feeling being puppeted to go into the military, or does it have that kind of connection? Certainly. Yeah, so in 2007, I was back in Iraq for a second tour because I had gotten stop-lost. So I went back to Iraq. I was a radar operator, a mobile radar operator, and I was stationed at this little camp called Camp Taji uh, that was just north of Baghdad. We had a mobile radar operator when I got assigned to the camp that was already in place uh, sitting on top of a large concrete garage by the airstrip you know the radar was a, a four million dollar piece of junk frankly the controls reminded me of a 1980s atari game but the, the job i would find out after the fact was on its way toward getting cut by the army i really had no grasp on what our mission was at that point in 2007 but i had a lot of time during my shift on radar watch where nothing was happening because the radar was often broken and we'd have to wait for Raytheon contractors to come and fix it, which is what I mean when I say my job got privatized in the last interview that we did uh, when we talked about Standing Rock. You know, because you have to ask, why weren't the soldiers fixing the equipment? But the command didn't seem to notice that we were defunct most of the year, and we effectively became unemployed with no real mission. So instead of wasting time, 
you know, playing video games or something on shift, I, I set up a recording studio in a closet next to the control room. I asked my parents to send my guitar to me. I had a multi-track recorder there that I had brought with me. And yeah, I, I felt like like a puppet participating in this this war that, you know, I felt very conflicted about and that it was something that, that I was ashamed to be participating in. But that's the foundation of how Puppet Show got written and recorded was there in that, that closet on Camp Taji. One of the songs off of Puppet Show is called Conduit, and it segues into another song called Desert Blues. And for me, the conduit goes both ways. Playing music in Iraq was a conduit out of a bad situation, but there's also still a conduit in my life that goes back to Iraq. Not in a Hollywood flashback sort of way, but something more like a clarity that makes it challenging to go through our society's routines. In a sense, the curtain's been pulled down for me. I can't unsee the problems you know, I can't pretend like the world isn't out of balance, and I, I can't shake the notion that my time in Iraq was a prelude for things to come. That said, I think we should listen to Conduit and Desert Blues at this point. Here it is. Two songs by Kevin Basil. He recorded them while in Iraq in a closet, which is where he's speaking to me from today. That is true. <laughs> and here it is, Conduit and then Desert Blues. It's all 
last song you heard was Desert Blues. I faded out, actually. At the end of it, there's more on the recording that Kevin Basil has on his CD, Puppet Show. But before Desert Blues, we also heard Conduit. Both of these recorded back when he was in Iraq, uh, serving there in 2007. And he's my guest today for Song of the Soul, which you all know is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, you'll find us at northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you'll find 11 and a half years of our programs, free listening and download. You'll find links to our guests. If you can't really figure out how to spell Kevin Basil, you can find the link on northernspiritradio.org, plus links and more information, lots of good stuff, including links to his articles. And the other interview I did with him previously about his visit with veterans to Standing Rock. Also on the site is a place to post comments. We do love two-way communication, so all you folks who are friends of Kevin's, feel free to post comments. I want to hear from you the two-way story about how you react to this music and programming in Northern Spirit Radio and Kevin's music. Post that when you visit nordenspiritradio.org. Also a place to donate. That's how this full-time work is supported. Not corporations. It's not governmental funds. It's because you, the listener, support it. Even more important, though, than supporting Northern Spirit Radio is to support your local community radio station. It's absolutely essential. In fact, we need a local voice. And that's one of the things I actually appreciate about Kevin Basil is he's helping many vets find their voice as part of the Warrior Writers program, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Again, we just heard Conduit and then Desert Blues. And I don't think you told us the story about Desert Blues. And and could you also mention to folks who are listening, Kevin, about the part that I faded out? You've got kind of static and you've got Eisenhower and Frankenstein and other things there that uh, they only heard just a, a glimmer of before I faded it out. So there are some audio clips that I buried into static on desert blues and there there actually are clips on the song puppet show that we heard earlier on puppet show there's a clip from a dick cheney interview from 1991 following the gulf war when he said that invading baghdad would be a quagmire and in the clip that i mixed into puppet show he asks how many additional dead americans is saddam worth and our judgment was not very many and i think we got that right you know, well, we would find out a decade later how many American lives Saddam was worth, about 5,000, not counting suicides, moral injuries, and physical disabilities. But Desert Blues included Eisenhower's clip about the warning about the military-industrial complex. There's a clip from Frankenstein, you know, where the monster comes alive. Dr. Frankenstein sees the hand move and Maybe that references the the hand that's pulling the strings or the monster that we've created. There's also a pharmaceutical ad in there and yeah, some other little treats. 
Well, let's keep going with your music. It's really important to get through it all before this hour gets up. What's next, Kevin? Next up is a song called Cruel Mind. And I'll say, in all honesty, I have no idea what really inspired the lyrics to this song. They're almost surrealist in their imagery and texture to me now. The music, I think, is definitely inspired by Black Sabbath sound with a dark, heavy sort of groove. Anyway, I almost now feel like I was singing about the rise of Donald Trump. I think it's about how lies beget lies and how that leads to perpetual war, the rise of demagogues, the sort of bad things that we're seeing now. The outro is called Walls, and that definitely speaks to one divisive Trump policy in particular, I think. I repeat the lyrics, building walls with those known unknowns, which of course comes from Donald Rumsfeld's quote, there are things that we know that we know there are known unknowns. That is to say, there are things that we know we don't know, but there are also unknown unknowns. These are things we don't know we don't know. So I use that as uh, inspiration, I guess I could say. You know, actually, my impression uh, back when I was listening to Desert Blues, there's a part in there where I was thinking, wow, this is Jim Morrison. I don't know if you've ever heard the album called The Soft Parade that the Doors do. And I definitely had the feeling of being right back in there. When all else fails, we can whip the horse's eyes and make them bleed. And, and it just, it grabbed me. Yeah, I, was, I was transported back to 1973 or four when I was listening to that first. Great. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> but we're talking about Cruel Mind here, so let's play it right now. Get ready to be a little bit surrealist and caught into a vortex of music with Kevin Basil. Play 
I'm still reverberating a little bit with the Echoes of Cruel Mind by Kevin Basil. Burn it down, hit the ground, roll around, <laughs> do it all again. <laughs> it, was this basic training or what? I think that's certainly part of it. But I, I think also it's just about the sort of abuse that the military puts you through in general. And also the abuse that the military brings to other countries. I'll say here that, that I'm conflicted about calling Puppet Show a piece of protest art. I want it to be, certainly. Uh, it definitely fits into the class of art sometimes called trench art, or art that's made in a combat zone, you know, with whatever resources are available. And certainly here I was recording music in a war zone. But the whole album seems very self-deprecating and cynical to me now, which is probably an accurate representation of the Iraq war at that moment. In another song on Papa's show called Dotted Line, which I don't think we're going to listen to on this program, I indicate that, the, well, I say that there's a special place in hell. And when I say hell, I, I believe that hell is something humans create here on Earth. There's a special place in hell for politicians, villains, and thieves. But I also say, you know, if that's so, I realize there's a spot for me. Because I really did feel like a hypocrite at the time. I'm not so hard on myself now because I've done a lot of work to right my wrongs, I feel. But, you know, that's that might be a glimpse into what is now being called moral injury in clinical settings. These are the sort of thoughts I think a lot of veterans have. And for people who don't know the difference between something like moral injury and PTSD, there's a big difference. And uh, it's really important that this has been recognized. I've done interviews with several different people who've been proponents of moral injury diagnosis and its application. You know, it's taking responsibility for participating, being part of how what's in our soul is violated by being part of war, being witness to war. It's not just that, you know, there's a bomb going off in our head. It's that there were horrific things that we were participants to. So if you go to NordenSpiritRadio.org and listen to my interview with Rita Nakashima-Brock, you'll get a very good idea about moral injury. And there's another couple interviews where I do that as well. But I think we've got three more songs I want to listen to, Kevin. What can we share next? Let's listen to Sleepwalking. And this is an acoustic version that I recorded at home, especially for the show. So one night, I guess, he got up and played this music. Here it is, Sleepwalking by Kevin Basil. You want to wake up, but your senses are fouled. You're lost in time. You're lost in time. Trust has been torn and now floats away. Your balance gone. Your words are wrong. Pulling you further and further from cure. As the people say that the only way is to sleep. Let's sleep it away Let's sleep Let's sleep it away It's a love song for you Wake up and tell the truth The dreams are all to crumble away In the light, the twilight Sleep walking to the edge of the world We've got time Lots of time But in the distance There's a burning ship going down Let it drown Let 
Memory slips and the story gets so Truth decays and present remains Wandering, tired, broken, confused They don't have space for housing the use Doctor, he said he would bury your head And send you home the same day With the medicine thick so you can sleep Just sleep it away So you can sleep Just sleep it away This is a love song for you Wake up and tell the truth The dream's over to crumble in the light, the twilight Sleepwalking to the edge of the world We've got time, lots of time But in the distance there's a burning ship Going down, let it drown so fortunate to have here today for Song of the Soul, Kevin Basil. He's an Iraq vet, very active in, I'd say, healing work from war. I would also say anti-war work, but uh, some of the work is just specifically healing work because a lot of men and women come back from the war zone profoundly changed and not equipped to operate in our society now. I mean, the changes are so profound. Sleepwalking, you talk there, Kevin, about uh, the only way is to sleep and sleep it away. Did you go through a phase of that? Did you have a feeling that maybe you were one of the walking sleeping? Well, after I got out of the army and went back to college, I didn't talk about my experience at all. I didn't tell anybody aside from a a few professors in close confidence that I was a veteran, I couldn't find the common ground to talk to people about my war experience. So yeah, I I feel that I was really sleepwalking in that sense, because I couldn't embrace my, who I was, you know, and what I had been through and, and really own it and deal with it. You know, many veterans today are, are given a cornucopia of drugs by the VA instead of real care. You know, so that's one of the themes of sleepwalking, too, is is pharmaceuticals being used for a quick fix. You keep referring to healing, and there's evidently a very big difference between the Kevin Basil of 2008, 2009, and the Kevin Basil that we have here today in 2017. What took you from being a sleepwalker and being part of that crowd to being, I think, a, a pretty vibrant person that you are today? Well, when I was in the Army, I really knew that something was seriously wrong, but I didn't have the framework to critique the situation that I was in. I felt it in my conscience more of a intuition than something that was something that I had the history to explain. And it was going back and learning the history of veterans' movements and anti-war movements and you know, reading Howard Zinn. I really started to put the pieces together. 
that led me to join two veterans organizations, Iraq Veterans Against the War and Veterans for Peace. And it was in both of those organizations that I really hit the ground running and I started doing a lot of activist work. But I really got involved in the art scene that was happening within those organizations. And that's where my primary focus is today. I work for two veterans arts organizations, Warrior Writers and Combat Paper New Jersey. In the former, we use creative writing as a way to help veterans share their stories with their communities. And in Combat Paper Workshops, we actually teach veterans how to turn their military uniforms into paper and then use that paper to communicate their military experiences also to their communities. Or you can use it to bind a book and make a journal. I actually used my uniform to make CD sleeves for a puppet show. So my uniform is actually part of the, the cover of the album. Wow. And I asked you this when I had you on for Spirit in Action, but isn't there some kind of law or other limitation? You can't use your uniform in that way. My dad, who served in the Korean War, when he died in 1995, he still had his uniform in his drawer. So for to him, somehow he kept it precious. But I, I think to some degree that was easier for him because he was based in Japan. He didn't actually see the war firsthand. He was working on planes. Yeah, it's different for all veterans. We have veterans who come to our workshops who at first won't cut into their uniforms, but something keeps them in the room. They want to be there amongst fellow veterans sharing stories, and they really feel at home. And it usually only, only takes a day or two before those veterans who were apprehensive about cutting into the uniform or just absolutely opposed to it to participate and to cut into their uniforms. And, you know, some people do it out of, I would almost call it respect for the uniform. They very methodically deconstruct the uniform. They pull the seams out, whereas other veterans tear into it with anger. You know, it just depends on what the experience was like. But I think it's beneficial for, for all veterans, regardless of, of the experience. And so, folks, remember to visit the site here, uh, NorthernSpiritRadio.org. I'll have links to Combat Paper, New Jersey, and to Warrior Writers. Uh, just really wonderful work that Kevin does. And part of his work is making music. Part of his art is making music. So let's finish up with the last two songs. What's next? This next one is called Song for Jacob. And this song came out on a memorial album to Jacob George, that was released by Occupation Records last year. Jacob was, was a, an inspiration to me. I used to watch him perform at protests and at Iraq Veterans Against the War events, and I would think, damn, I wish I could do what he does. At the time, he was riding his bicycle around the country performing his music, as he said, until the end of the war in Afghanistan. Well, that war hasn't ended, and tragically, Jacob George took his own life in 2014. But his musical accomplishments are an ongoing inspiration to me. So I recorded this track for him and my brother, who actually helped me finish Puppet Show by adding drum tracks to it, Greg Basil. He recorded the, the drums for this track. It's Song for Jacob by Kevin Basil. Jacob! Oh, the c- 
passing of Jacob George. That was a tribute song for him, Song for Jacob by Kevin Basil. I did have Jacob George on both for Song of the Soul and my Spirit in Action program. You come to nordenspiritradio.org, you can listen to those. And that tribute album for Jacob was called Soldier's Heart, Warrior Soul, Remembering Jacob George. And Kevin Basil's song was included in that tribute album. So thank you so much for sharing that. I can't recall to mind often enough Jacob George. He's a great soul, and from the very middle of the United States, he's uh, such an inspirational figure for all of us, and so sad that he, he took his own life. I can only imagine the shock amongst the many people who uh, were inspired by him over the years, uh, and the healing that I think he had done to a significant degree, but the demons still caught up with him. Yeah, it was an absolute shock to the community. I used to see Jacob and think, you know, here's an example of of a veteran who has successfully transitioned and has really found his voice. But, you know, as we learned, that's not always the case. What you see on the surface isn't 
always indication of what's happening in the mind or in the soul. It is so sad. And still, I, I'm so thankful for him, and I'm thankful for your tribute to him, carrying on the message that he was sharing. And as you said, biking around. And when that song kind of at the beginning particularly has a, a very loping feel, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe that's kind of Jacob on his bicycle moving across the country. He put on quite a few miles. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I wasn't intending that, but yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. Time for one more song. Let's rush right into another. There's so much more we could talk about, Kevin, but the clock ticks, and those of us in the United States have to run. I, I was in Kenya back in December and ran into a quote on a wall. It said something to the effect of, Europeans have watches, but no time. Africans have no watches, but they have time. <laughs> That's good. So I'm afraid that we're in a time zone here. So how can we finish your Song of the Soul? All right. Well, I'm working on a new EP. Uh, it's going to be called Support the Resistance, which is, of course, a play on Support the Troops, a slogan that we always hear here in the United States. This project was inspired by the fact that so many people just didn't seem to get the message behind Puppet Show that it was a critical anti-war stance. So this EP is going to feature six cover songs from the GI resistance movement of the past century. The song that we're going to hear is called Bonus Blues, written in 1922 by Elsie Janis and her gang. Elsie Janis was sort of like a, a Bob Hope figure for troops in Europe during World War I. And after she came home from the war, she became an advocate for veterans. And that would ultimately lead to the Bonus Army in 1932 when they went to Washington, D.C. to demand back pay for World War I. So this song is in that spirit. So we're going to end with the Bonus Blues. But first, I just want to make sure I thank you really from the bottom of my heart, Kevin, for appearing with us here today, sharing your music. I know that it's healing for you. It's healing for the world. And I think it's eye-opening as well. So a lot of good objectives, I think, achieved by sharing your music. Thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me on today, Mark. Here is the Bonus Blues by Kevin Basil. Website, kevinbasil.com, K-E-V-I-N-B-A-S-L.com. This song is going to be on his upcoming EP, Support the Resistance. Here is the Bonus Blues. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. When you hear them shout When they rave about All they're gonna give to you Now you're
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song